You are now listening to the Beat Bodega, a music podcast. Music and talk for all you bitches. Enjoy. Okay, you. Yeah, that, that that fucking voice always cuts us off. But all right, welcome to another episode of the Beat Bodega. Cheers, guys. Cheers. This is fifty, right? No, we're way past fifty now. Oh, this, we are. This oh. is fifty-two. Yeah, we completely <laughs> we completely forgot to acknowledge episode fifty. We completely <laughs> forgot to acknowledge a year of the Bodega. Well, I posted it on our Instagram, but I we didn't say shit about it. But fuck it, we'll keep rolling. So with us is the legend, Chad. The Chad. The Chad. The it's, Chad has made it on the, the podcast. So legend in my own mind. <laughs> and on the podcast, we've made you a legend. Our our A1. So he's the real A1 since day one. Supported the podcast from the beginning. Our lone, our lone donor. Still. <laughs> All right. So this episode, we wanted to give our top five hip hop albums, and it's not fair to say top top five hip hop albums because I think it's more what what more connects with us. I'm assuming. Okay. Each so it is personal. Yeah. I got it. I got. I got it right this time. Yeah, you did get it right. So, I mean, because realistically, I, I have an idea what Gilbert's going to come with. Oh, here we go. <laughs> so, but but also, I mean, it's music is subjective, and I I did it. I wanted to go outside of the box and not pick what would commonly be assumed as. I mean, I'm lying because two of them would be put up there in the in the Mount Rushmore of of hip hop. But Vanilla Ice, um, Vanilla Ice Cool as Ice. The greatest movie of all time, and then but it was—I'm not gonna lie—it was—it was hard to narrow it down to five records. It, like, was, it, it, it was really hard. Yeah. It was really hard. It took me two minutes because <laughs> I pretty much went by the only hip hop albums I ever bought in my life. There you go. Then, then let's start it off with you. All right. All right. What do you got here? <laughs> Number one is Kid Cudi, Man in the Moon. Thanks. Number two is Wu Tang Clan. Enter the Wu Tang, thirty six chambers. Okay. Okay. I click, clearly we're gonna double up on some. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Number three, Method Man, Takao. Respect. Number four, Kanye West, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Okay. Which I think is probably the greatest album of all time. I'll put it up there. <laughs> and finally, Lost Boys, Love, Peace, and Happiness. That's a wow. that's a good album, man. That's a uh, great album. you introduced me to that one. Yeah, I think album. the year was nineteen ninety seven. That was a good year. And it was a great summer, too. 1997, Eric, uh, Gilbert and I, we were running the streets of Gainesville, laying it, laying it down in Brick City and 38 so, West. So, like, I don't know how big those are, and I don't know how, how where they would fall in the greatest album of all times. Maybe the only one that would rank up there would be Kanye West, I guess. Or No, no the Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang, man. The Wu-Tang, yeah. Yeah, but that, the love, peace, and happiness, that, that was a good... I just like that New York sound. I guess at the time, and I think that's what Wu Tang brought too. Yeah. Although they were a little bit grimier, I guess than well, than, than sure. most. But well, that was that, and I was gonna leave that for when I go to mine. But that was the beginning of the New York hip hop renaissance. And you know that's what? a Lord Tariq and Peter Guns, right? Uptown baby, we get down for the crown, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's the only other song I know from that time too. <laughs> no, no, you you know more than that. You know more than that. But I can't recall the way you guys do, which is impressive. Uh, we just we're just fans. We're just fans. All right. So 
Good choices, Eric. Good job. Thank you. Yeah, um, you know, uh, the, this may be the episode where Gilbert doesn't mention Nirvana, so that'll be fun. But uh, so you, so you so, think, so you think, uh, Chad, you want us to go? Or are you ready? Uh, I mean, I can go. Uh, I've got him here. Drop it, Chad. Uh, drop it, Chad. So my first one was Run DMC, Raising Hell. Ooh, um, excellent. Coming off strong. Well, I, it's it's just the first one I remember I bought on cassette where it was besides Houdini, and I wasn't going to put Houdini on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, then uh, I have Easy E, Easy Does It. Nice. Um, that was like when I was in ninth grade, that was just all of us, all of us white boys walking around playing that song. In the streets of Oklahoma. <laughs> in, Oklahoma in Owasso, Oklahoma. <laughs> we, were, we were stirring shit up. Were you a blood uh, or a crip? Huh? Well, I said, were you a blood or a crip? <laughs> I, I carried the blue bandana into my back pocket when we were nice. playing football. <laughs> <laughs> um, my next one, Tupac, All Eyes on Me. He's uh, he's my favorite. Uh, you just rapper. once my fiance hears this, that's going to be her favorite part of the podcast. Yeah, I mean, I just I I read his books, I watched the movies. Yeah, um, she's a big Tupac fan. Yeah, that, I mean that I'm that whole that whole double album was just incredible at a time when I was in the Navy and terribly miserable with my life. But I lived in Virginia. <laughs> so Tupac was was a big deal there. Um, let's see. Uh, my next one also when I was in the Navy, Snoop Dogg, Doggy Style. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, it's just a great album. I mean, it you know it came out kind of with the Chronic, but I, I liked that one better myself. Yeah. Um, and then my last one is also Kanye, but it's College Dropout. And so we're clearly going to double up. All right. It's, <laughs> it's, I, I, I went through, and you know, I mean, I had Jay-Z, The Blueprint, and I had other stuff on there, but College Dropout is one record that I can put on and just play from beginning to end. I mean, yeah, absolutely. If my son would say every song is a banger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's that's my list all right so clearly we that's have a, a, that's the, good i almost that's a I good almost list had, i had college dropout two up there too but I, I i i picked a different one all right so gilbert you want to go next go. You, you i go you go you, you go you beat me you you me you me you me you me uh, ready uh, all right ready one one two, two three, three shoot uh, right. delay. No, you just go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anybody that that uh, that tries to do paper, scissor, rock on uh, Zoom, don't. 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 All right. So these are my top five. I went with um, Equimini, Outcast. I think maybe in our in our college years are probably the most celebrated hip hop album or the last. Mi- you know enormously celebrated album um it was certified platinum in november of 1998 that was only two months after the album released uh it was certified double platinum in july the following year so i mean that they moved copies almost immediately and remember there was no streaming just music videos and they, had, they got five mics too right they and, 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 they, and then and five mics um this is how how much of a landmark this album was so it was rolling stone put it on the list of the 500 greatest albums of all time 
Um, in several publications, it always lands on the best list. Rolling Stone ranked it. I'm sorry, Paste called it the album or called the album the best Atlanta hip hop album of all time. Pitchfork ranked it uh, at the number 50, at number 50 of the best 100 albums of the 90s. Spin Magazine put it as in the top 90 greatest albums of the 90s. And then they added it to the 20 uh, best albums of 98 and ranked it 76 of 125 best albums in the past 25 years. Vibe Magazine uh, has it in the 20th greatest album since 1993. And then Blender put it in the top 500 CDs that you must own or listen to before you die. Did you mention Jesus Source? Where did, where, did, where did the Source have it? They gave five it five mics. mics. Of, oh, okay. Yeah, five, that was that's a, five mics? Yeah. And then... <laughs> is that the double album? I don't even know what these are. No, no. The, no I just remember the Source back from no, the day. This was the second, their second album. No, okay. third album. Sorry. The third, third album. Sorry. The third album, man. <laughs> Yeah, and it was um, I. So I also listed some of my favorite tracks on the album, which was "The Art of Storytelling," uh, uh, "Sporioti," "Dopalicious," and "Slump" are my three favorite songs on that album. Again, and I mean, think about that. That they sounded like nobody. You know, the the sound that they put out on that album blew everybody out of the water. Because I mean, it's it's strictly outcast. They don't sound like anybody else. Let alone the fact the way they rap. But the production on that album was insane, you know. And I mean, think about how long uh, Rosa Parks was was out on rotation, and and like it, it was it, it was such a huge album, and it was celebrated that whole year as one of the best hip hop albums of all time. Well, I remember when Rosa Parks came out, and it sounded like it really that one did, really didn't sound any because they had like that that bridge where it's like the yeehaw yeah. clapping part, like it, it really sounded like nothing, like nothing. That's, that's came out then and been out since then you know what yeah. i mean so yeah like pioneers like cotton eye joe oh my gosh yeah exactly <laughs> the rednecks yeah just like cotton eye joe <laughs> <laughs> exactly so i also went um uh, 36 chambers by wu-tang um as i mentioned that that was the beginning of the of the east coast hip-hop renaissance you know that's all the like all the party hop died like the you know kind of like the uh, like new jack most, swing. the new jack swing died out you know uh and then th- that's when hip-hop got gritty you know and then that's when you had nas biggie mob deep jay-z um you know this was originally i mean think about it it, it was started by three guys so the rizza the jizza and old dirty bastard the three cousins that were the core of, of wu-tang um they originally started off the named the force of the imperial master um and you know, it's they had actually they were they were actually recognized by uh, Bismarck. Key. They were the one, Bismarck Key was the one that kind of brought them out. And then you know they developed. Uh, you know they had failing rap careers as that group. They weren't signed. And then you know then you added Method Man, you know um, Raekwon, and it, it just turned into you know probably one of the greatest hip hop groups of all time, if not the greatest hip hop group or of that size of that ensemble. Um, and then, of course, it's almost like they're more like a collective, right? A co- yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, um, of course, I, let, let the battle begin between me and Gilbert. Illmatic, I recognize one of the greatest hip hop albums of all time. Um, it was Nas's debut. And imagine you drop a debut and all of a sudden it becomes a historic hip hop album. Um, the guy's a wordsmith. 
And what I found interesting is I didn't realize how celebrated the album design was. So the when they originally released the vinyl and the cassette, uh, you know, traditional A and B side is what you're used to seeing. They actually replaced the A and B side with 40th side North and 40th side South, which were the main streets where Queensbridge housing projects is. So that's how it originally came out. And then, the, and then the cover of the album is actually inspired by um, a child is born, which is a, uh, a jazz album. So if you look at the pictures side by side, it's, it's almost a throwback to, you know, kind of a, um, you know, if you see a, a young kid, the facade of a young kid's face in the background, you see their neighborhood and then you see uh, Illmatic, Nas's face and then behind them, you see Queensbridge. So even, even that, that's how methodical he is, you know, not only as an artist, but to put that, that much thought into the album cover itself and how it played out. And uh, it, for art historians, they actually recognize that as a piece of art, like what he did with the album cover and what he did with the A and B side of the cassette and the vinyl. Um, I also went college dropout. It was, and I, I think we've mentioned this in the podcast before, it was, there was a big gap from what, you know, the hip hop that blew up in the 90s until the release of College Dropout. And College Dropout sounded like hip hop. You know, there was, it had gone a long time before you heard, you know, kind of the, the type of beats that Kanye was using because it, 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 it sounded like Farsight. It sounded like a Tribe Called Quest. It, you know, it, it brought back that, that era hip hop into the 2000s. Um, and, you know, we had, although Gilbert still is convinced that Puffy invented the remix and sampling and are using the many samples of, but this, this, this album. Get, take shots at Gilbert today, man. Yeah, because it's, <laughs> it's it every is. day. Holy shit. It's every day, every day. Man, I, I would never do that to you, well, ever. That, that's right, <laughs> right. <laughs> so out of the 21 tracks on his album, 41 samples were used on 12 songs most notably recognized um is luther vandross uh house is not a home on slow jams shaka khan's through the fire uh marvin gay's distant lover on spaceship and aretha franklin uh which he used i think we talked about it on the podcast before in school spirit but his promise to aretha Franklin, yeah it had to be censored so it's the only song that's censored on on the album you could you could actually hear it uncensored but when you buy the album that was his promise to Aretha. If you let me borrow that sample, I'll 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 censor the song. But um, my favorite tracks on that album is uh, "School Spirit," "Last Call," "Through the Wire," and "Family Business." For Thirty Six Chambers, the whole album is my favorite song on the album. By the way, I didn't mention it, but uh, you know how you remember how many times we used to listen to that album, Mary, and then we followed up by playing "Takao." But I think we used to listen to "The Cow" a little bit more. Um, I think. The primary reason I, I know any hip hop is because of YouTube. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Yeah. Well, but I mean, the, it, the, it's, I think you were more of a fan of the jazzy shit, like you like the yeah. visible planets. And so, speaking of jazzy hip hop, uh, the low end theory, Tribe Called Quest. Uh, again, staple album, uh, you know, kind of the group that, that introduced that jazz hop, you know, that, that B hop sound where you get a lot of jazz influence. And then, you know, 
is Q-Tip's voice lends itself to that. You know, it's it's a calm, cool voice. And then Fife, you know, he was kind of the harder voice in the group, but still that mellow, both clever in the way they wrote and then and you know their cadence when they rap. Um it's another album that I could hear from beginning to end. You know, obviously, I guess the the biggest single out of that was uh, Scenario, uh, but you still had Excursions, which is a phenomenal song. Uh, check the rhyme, you know, jazz, we've got it. Um, you know, it's it, it's Q-Tip, Fife, you know, it's a legendary album. They, I mean, even, even their last album before, or the album when Fife passed, great album. You know, they never lost who they were. They never adjusted. They were always a tribe called quest and you could always um pick out the sound because of that jazz hop sound so uh, one of the greatest albums of all time i do have some honorable mentions because as gilbert mentioned this was just a hard shit this was a really hard one to do but i wanted to stay away from you know from the most recognized albums like ready to die and, and all that so um these are my honorable mentions it takes a nation of millions to hold us back public enemy um this one didn't make my list because it's not entirely a hip-hop album but it was a great fucking album which was the uh, miseducation of lauren hill um three feet high and rising de la soul uh red man's what the album the infamous by mob deep only built for cuban licks by raekwon and gilbert because i love you reasonable doubt jay-z the blueprint by jay-z and then fuji's the score those were those were some honorable mentions Yes, I almost like, said uh, solo mine. Yeah, it was hard because I, I didn't know whether to go uh, three feet high and rising or Della Soul is dead. Those right. are both fucking great albums. All right, Gilbert, what do you got? All right, well, I think you just stepped on like thirty-eight of my on my things, but uh, <laughs> so um, we had a few, a few uh, Carlos, you and I overlapped. Illmatic, I had on there. Um, to me, probably the the greatest hip hop album. I think I, I would probably put that above reasonable doubt as my probably the best album period, let alone. I'm sorry. Know, I'm sorry. What, what was that? What was that? Yeah, it's true. Um, I think my, I, I, I think I, my I think headphones the, were cutting off. The, the, the fact that Nas got the four, like four out of the greatest producers of our time to be in the, his first album. Uh, he had premier, he had Lord, um, uh, not Lord Finesse, um, Pete Rock, mm -hmm. um, large professor and Q-tip on his, debut album that's right you know and I, I think the fact that he kept it condensed it's only what like eight or nine songs mm -hmm. um but you know like I, I think that was that played also well to to it being classic because there was no bad song on it you know um and again like that ensemble productions like there, there's no way that 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 couldn't be a great record with Nas obviously being one of the greatest of all time so um I also had entered the 36 chambers and Wu-Tang um to me like that sound I, we talked about a little bit on the on the Wu-Tang episode like he he changed so like you said to your point about the whole um new jack swing it was kind of party um it was at the time when 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 Dr. Dre was dominating with the chronic you know uh yeah, West Snoop, took over West Snoop West had come out and it was a lot of like just not only that but it, you know there was quick there was uh MC8 a bunch of like West Coast was really pr uh, prominent at the time and, and you forgot and, to mention one of our favorites Coolio? Ooh. E40? E40. Yeah, but he wasn't, he wasn't, you know, he was, I mean, he was around, but he wasn't like, like, you know, top 40, like all these other guys. Oh, were. no, no. Um, I think they had a huge impact on fashion, too. 
Oh, uh, Wu Tang. Everybody yeah, started dressing baggy yeah. like them, and yeah, yeah. Not only that, but like like wearing the polo, wearing the puff up sweaters in in, in polo, Miami, the polo, like the polo um, puff jackets, but yeah. the, the Timberland boots all on lace, <laughs> yeah, all that. Um, and then um, and then just RZA as a producer, like you know, like that. You're, nobody's gonna get that sound again. It just it, it's nothing's really. He never knew what I don't. I mean, I don't know if he still does, uh, but he, nothing's really on key like like the sample with the drums and like and, or not with the drums, but what what bass they bass line they'll lay on it and chords like it was just raw and it's dirty and grimy and down done yeah. by ear. Everything's done by ear. Yeah. It's, it sounds good to me, so I'm gonna keep it. Doesn't matter if it's in key or not, you know. Um, and um, yeah, it's just it's an incredible album, and you know we've talked. About about them in, in length. Um, my a tribute other... to, to, to martial arts film too. We got to throw that in there. Oh, the music, oh, yeah. they, they used all the the old school seventies yeah. movies. Well, yeah. and also, and then think about think about the fact that before it became such a big album, it just grew as an underground mixtape. Like they were selling it out of a chunk of cars, out of the fucking out of the, in, the, in the projects, and all of a sudden, it turned into one of the biggest albums in history. Yeah, and it, like, and and well, even like the first single, "To Protect Your Neck," they don't. There's not even, there's not even a hook. It's just eight guys rapping straight through for five minutes. Like, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> but you, what a great fucking from, song, though. No, of course, but you go from the polished so- sounds of Dr. Dre. You know, everything sounds crisp, clear. Yeah. There's a hook. There's a bridge. Yeah, there's, he's a producer. You know, producer. Of course, yeah. but then you get that, and then you get literally the polar opposite yeah. from Wu Tang Clan. Um, so it's just it was great. Um, my other one was Low End Theory as well. Um, I've, I've, you know, Tribe is one of my favorite groups of all time. Um, Q Tip is that dude's a genius, man. Um, Bob Power, who was the engineer um, at the time and did a lot of stuff for like Tribe Called Quest. Like it was kind of like he's mentioned it. Like it's that Low End Theory is like the Sergeant Pepper's of hip hop, where they mixed all these sounds it was the first time like all this stuff and then like if you start kind of breaking down samples with all these things it's like them putting a bunch of stuff together and yeah. like and like i said bob bob power is an engineer he made the, the, the drum slap hard it's it's just incredible well, production yeah well i mean hey, hold about- on is sergeant pepper recognized as like one of the great albums uh, like most ex- experimental oh okay you know what i mean like yeah. sorry so uh, but, no but, not a great but, not the greatest i was just but, like <laughs> I just don't remember that being one of the most popular. It's probably no, the, most, <laughs> the biggest turning point of the Beatles. Right. Like yeah. they went from, you know, I want to hold your hand to, to you know. Let's fucking do acid and right. record so, music. But, um, but I'm sorry, just, you know, to, on Gilbert's uh, point is like excursion. It's just a baseline and Q-tip going off for four minutes. It, he doesn't even breathe. All you hear is that baseline, doom, 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 and yeah. he's just spitting and spitting and spitting and doesn't stop for four minutes. Yeah, and and like it, it's who would have thought that who would have made jazz that cool, other than you know a tribe called Quest? Because then I mean think about it, then you had Diggable Planets and you had uh, you know uh, Far Side, Far Side Guru, like you know like you had so much shit that yeah. that spawned off of off of that album and uh even uh you know and then they and then what becomes most popular in that album is scenario which is totally opposite than the rest of the album but and also introduced i mean that's probably the song that made bust rhymes right you know no yeah so um my other one which is probably my number one album of all time is reasonable doubt by jay-z um it is a good album you know the production again was really good i, I mean he didn't have you know 
premier and all these guys, but he had, he had, you know, guys that's been, been around. Um, but the storytelling in there is as good as any, anything um, that's ever came out, you know, um, you know, and it's come coming from guys that hustled on the streets and, you know, you talk about the song, like the, the D the evils, you know, yeah. um, uh, you know, it's talking about, you know, uh, having to like, you know, like basically, you know, kidnap his homeboys, you know, girl and like basically threatening her to you know it's just like just the the, the trappings the in and out of of being of uh, you know selling drugs in in the 90s or in the 80s you know and and he's he told it with such great detail like you know like everybody knows jay-z's history and um it's honestly i don't think it's ever been like duplicated like the storytelling and the intricacies of 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 how detailed like again his uh his uh that album was is just incredible yeah. and, um, and we've mentioned it on the podcast before but you know what what hip-hop did better than any other culture was tell the story of of what was going on in the neighborhood like you know we talked about nwa they were actually reporting what was going on in the streets and their lyrics mm -hmm. you know but it's you know remember the, these guys they're not singers they're not songwriters they're poets you know so they have to make sure that they paint a picture so detailed that you understand the content or you actually get to live through the song and you have the, those people that are just really special at it which would be Nas, jay-z you know you had these guys that could paint such a vivid picture verbally that you know you that's even going back to like you know chad had talked about houdini is going going to these guys that say hey look we got a story to tell we don't know how to sing we don't know how to really produce music but they turned poetry into a song form. And, you know, you have these guys that are, I mean, that are actually studied in universities and colleges because of the, you know, the intricacies of, of their wordplay, you know, and that's, that's the one thing that made hip hop culture such a beautiful thing because it's, it gave, it, it's such a unique outlet where, look, I'm going to put pen to paper. I'm going to tell you how I feel. I'm going to put it in, in rhyme form, but I'm going to back it up with music. You know, and then, and, you know, those guys are, you know, when a rapper is a rapper, a true lyricist, they're going to stand apart because they make, they paint a picture that nobody else can. So, but sorry, Gilbert, didn't mean to cut you off. But. Um, and my last one, Life After Death by uh, Notorious B.I.G. I didn't go ready to die. I, I, I love the completeness. The fact that he did just like Tupac did with All Eyes On Me to make a double album. And again, something that you're just going to ride through it all the time. Um, uh, to me, Biggie, I, we, I've talked about, to me, I think Biggie's still the GOAT. Uh, you know, Jay-Z's my favorite, but I think Biggie's a GOAT. Um, and that album was a little bit of everything. You got stuff from Premiere, and then, but you got, like, the early stuff of Puffy doing the shiny soup thing with, like, more money, more problems, and him sampling, you know, disco disco records and stuff like that. But you had the, the the because, like, if, if you listen to Ready Die, Ready Die sam sampled, like, old R&B records, soul records, like when when Puffy started doing like what the bad boy sound was, that he was sampling disco records and '80s records. You know what I mean? So, um, you got the the very early of it with like more money, more problems, but you still had like the, you know, songs by with Premiere and stuff like that. So, um, I think it was like a good balance of like being a, a pop record, but also still having some street yeah. value to it too. So. Yeah, and then and, and this was such a hard list. I mean, because you still got Eric B and Rakim paid in full. Yeah, like there, you had so many great albums. And, and then you realize, hey, what does it take? It takes, you know, you have a lyrical genius, 
an amazing producer and a, a great DJ and or ensemble. And then when a hip hop record becomes legendary, it really stands out. It's not because it's, you have, I mean, look right now, look, you have so many people that are rappers and how memorable are their albums? You know, we talked, uh, you know, mentioning Outkast that Equimini is considered one of the greatest albums of all time. You know, I'm sure Reasonable Doubt lands, or not Reasonable Doubt, uh, 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 Blueprint. I mean, think about how many hits came out of Blueprint. Yeah, I, I mean, I to me, you know, it's it's either Blueprint or Reasonable Doubt. I still like Reasonable Doubt a little bit better. I think Blueprint still has more like radio more, play, radio play hits, right? Radio songs, yeah, yeah. 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 But um, I did have also um, Outcast Equimini as an honorable mention. Um, and then I, when you mentioned uh, when you were mentioning one of the best. Uh, albums to come out of atlanta i also wanted to give uh, like a quick shout out to the ti's trap music um i think that changed that's yeah that's that a really good album that changed atlanta a little bit like to like where it became like without ti trap music there is no two chains there is no little baby there is no none of that because yeah. it you know he he had these crazy hooks like like 24s and rubber band man and like you know again talking street music but then making it consumable for like the masses with these great yeah. hooks the the production was incredible yeah. um like to me tra trap music kind of like changed atlanta a little bit you know what i mean like um, yeah because it, it actually it, it lent itself to be more of the street side where absolutely. where outcasts they're just fucking artists right you know like they, it's they're just talented that you know and and they're on another planet yeah you know like the, the shit that they come up with nobody replicates but yeah like ti actually brought in the street side of, of the yeah. South. And they used to call him like the King of the South, you know, he, his moniker, the King of South. And he was like, a lot of people compared him to Jay, like would call him the Jay-Z of the South because of how great his lyrics were and how intricate it was into like street life and hustling and all that stuff. It's like, you know, these guys kind of lived that life before um, and they were able to like, you know, convey that in their music so yeah. um like I, I remember just like again like the music production was incredible you had a, you know like you had david banner you had i mean it, it was just, just sonically was sonically was amazing and then yeah. you have ti who just put that over the top so yeah yeah but we all know the greatest album from the south is uh two life crew as nasty as they want to be uh, no i said from atlanta 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 no no but i'm saying but in the south oh in the south <laughs> but uh but yeah i mean like hey, i'm gonna put luke skywalker on my list yeah, man, fucking Luke. You gotta love Luke. Well, yeah. no, it's, it's funny because uh, I'll never forget the first time. The first time I heard Two Life Crew, it was I. I went down to Miami for the summer, and uh, I would actually spend my spend my summers at a military school. And uh, this kid Alex brought the cassette, and he goes, "Oh, you gotta hear this shit," and it was like the most. You're like, what the fuck is it? Am I hearing porn on tape with hip hop on it? Like it, it was, it was. I mean, think about it. Even if you play it now, it still, it still has shock value. You know, and like, you know, we're in an era where we've seen everything already. But you put, you play two life crew as nasty as you want to be. You're like, what the fuck? God damn it! How did he get away? How did he get away with it? He had to go to court. court. Got to go to Supreme Court. <laughs> fought and. The guy's still relevant, man. You gotta fucking love Luke. Shout out to Luke. But uh, but all right, hey, all around good list. You don't lie. We we did repeat a lot, but hey, Eric, I think I won. I'm just impressed with the knowledge and what I heard that come out of you guys today. No Holy I, shit. I was more impressed with the fact that you dropped love, peace, and happiness. 
I still listen to it today. I love that. I love. Is that the one that has Renee? No, no. This is um, the one that has my crew. Yeah. Uh, that it's it that um that cannabis goes. You could find me in the Lost Boys albums credit. That he drops that line on it. I don't remember that. That well, it has well, the title song "Love, Peace, and Happiness." It's a it's a great album. It's I like it better than the one that has Renee. Got it. But all right, you guys ready to get into some news? Oh boy, Let's do it. You ready? All right. Ray Charles is inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. Um, I mean, so in uh, there's a Charles Foundation, which he released an album called Modern Sounds in Country and Western Music that helped connect the dots between blues, soul, R&B, and country music, widening the genre's audience in the process. And that's what he was recognized for. I mean, he's collaborated with Johnny Cash and Willie Nelson, but, you know. Spanish Angels, that's a great song, dude. Uh, well, I'm sorry, what was that, Chad? Seven Spanish Angels. Seven the, Spanish the Angels. Ray Charles. That's an amazing song. Oh, we got to look that up. So, um, again, just just uh, a testament to the, the, the greatness of Ray Charles as a musician. And, you know, I mean, especially from the area that he came in, then years later being recognized and being added to the country uh, music hall of fame. That's pretty big. So, this was a story that I added a couple of days ago, but there's uh, breaking news that came out today regarding this story, or yesterday. So, <laughs> all right, coming off the presses, see? All right, there you go, Gilbert, that was for you. Uh, so, lawsuit alleges sexual abuse by Bob Dylan, uh, renowned singer-songwriter Bob Dylan was accused of drugging and sexually abusing a minor in 1965. Uh, the complaint filed in Manhattan Supreme Court on behalf of a woman at the uh, only referred to as J.C., um, they said at the time she was, uh, 12 years, she was 12 years of age. Um, and then, you know, obviously Bob Dylan denies those allegations, but a gentleman that's written five books about the artist, uh, set, set this timeline and, um, he spent a lot of his career following Bob Dylan and was actually able to build a timeline and prove that the young lady's story doesn't. Uh, doesn't cooperate with with uh, with Bob Dylan's life so we don't know where that is we don't know where that lands but you know that's a legend like Bob Dylan you know especially now what we know about uh, Led Zeppelin and and that period of you know how young girls were tossed around who knows but 12 years old man 12 years old isn't that that's insane that's like how do you how do you even look at that and say yeah bro I'm gonna hit it. Yeah, how the fuck? And he was, I think, I think he was twenty. I think he was twenty-one Holy at the time. Shit, dude. Yeah, but I read, and if I read correctly, the the guy who was the biographer guy, he was willing. He said, "I'll go to court and provide all the evidence I have." That yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he uh, said he said his timeline will definitely prove that Bob Dylan isn't guilty. But like, <laughs> maybe we should look into that guy. Yeah, that's true. He's documented his life like that, that he knows every minute of it. Well, I mean, it's I'd be more worried about that guy. About why is that guy following Bob Dylan so much? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Bonnaroo will require vaccination or negative test uh, to adapt to the Delta virus. Um, you know, we've already seen, you know, Lollapalooza, even though they had their event, they had, they had some outbreaks. Um, I don't know if it was I, the Delta. I, I, was that considered... No, a success I, I, or like yeah, the, I, I heard I, I read somewhere that it, it was 
uh, like 350,000 people attended throughout the whole the whole weekend, and they only had 200 cases of positive coming off that. But they did also require back either a vaccination or a negative test to get in there. So yeah. it kind of worked. It wasn't like that European one that they said we're gonna. Oh, the, the guinea pigs. <laughs> yeah, the guinea pig concert. But did you did you hear that episode, Chad? Uh, which one was it? So I can't remember the episode, but in Europe, they decided to have a music festival and they wanted to test the, you know, how an outbreak can or cannot affect, uh, you know, in a, in a large gathering. So they allowed anybody to come in. So <laughs> I got I got to follow up on that story. And it was it was yeah. legitimately a guinea pig concert. So I want to like I got to look at I got to remember the name of the of the of the festival, but I want to follow up to see. If that was like the biggest super spreader event of all time, or, or they, I think I think Sturgis uh, takes out Sturgis, uh, Sturgis yeah. yeah, Sturgis was or Obama's out. birthday. Oh, <laughs> all right. Um, so, uh, Dolly Parton invested royalties from Whitney's uh, "I Will Always Love You" back into the black community. Actually, didn't announce it, didn't tell anybody. She just did it, and then I love her, man. Every every week, another story comes out about how great she is. Yeah, she man. is amazing, dude. Like yeah, I, I had the opportunity to meet her. She's awesome. And she's like four feet tall, but it, it's she walks into a room, you know, Dolly Parton's there. And yeah, she still leaves. looks good as a Playboy. Buddy. I think it's her boobs. Okay, you remember the, <laughs> the world? <I> hate it. <laughs> the- <laughs> come in first. I don't exactly. Care. That's why. <laughs> you know that the last time we were brought up Dolly Parton, you made your confession about public access TV and watching an old. Hey man, <laughs> octogenarians. Hey, here's a story. I was I was at church dinner. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let's. What's up, Chad? I was at church dinner when I was a kid with my mom and some other ladies, and I was probably in fourth grade. And I told a joke, and I said, uh, "Do you know what color Dolly Parton shoes are?" And the lady said no, and I said she doesn't either. <laughs> and I don't think I quite knew what I was talking about. But I'll tell you, they immediately started praying for you after. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, 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 I wonder how how embarrassed was your mom after that? Very embarrassed. Very embarrassed. Nine yeah, to who, five. We all saw that. You remember that? How about Little Best Little Whorehouse in Texas? Holy shit. Who can we talk about? Who can we Rhinestone Cowboy with Sylvester Stallone? God damn, Dolly Parton. Who can we use that joke on this like and, and update it for this? Uh, I don't know. Let's, let's this generation. Not, let's uh, not. Let's not. <laughs> I don't think that's popular anymore, huh? Like huge boobs. I'll figure it out. Like nobody does really <laughs> does that anymore, man. No, they don't. All right. Everybody <laughs> wants to look natural. Even though they're 100 percent fake, our, 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 all four so of us are natural. We're all Shit. All right. Corns, uh, Jonathan Davis test positive for COVID. The yeah, band, you got the Rona. You got the Rona. Band reschedules shows, cancels two dates uh, on their summer tour. Didn't thought, he have AIDS for a while too? No, that's just a tattoo on his arm. Oh, okay. And it's HIV. Does it? HIV. HIV yeah, yeah, that's what it was. I couldn't remember what it yeah. was. <laughs> so I thought this was pretty cool. Um, they uh dc released a, a, a they're doing a comic series called batman 89 which is focusing on tim burton's batman and uh, it's cool because they snuck in a little cameo um of a guy being interviewed and he's wearing the same outfit that prince wore in the party man video like so you remember the party man video half of him was prince and then half of him was the joker and they actually replicated the whole outfit and the guy's interviewing or he's getting interviewed 
and it was uh, like they did a tribute to Prince uh, on the comic book as uh, the guy dressed as the Prince's version of Joker. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, This is pretty cool too. Uh, The specials, I think they were listening to uh, our last episode. So the specials uh, are releasing a cover album. The cover or the cover songs are all protest songs from 1920, from 1924 to 2012. Um, in September, on September 24th, uh, the album will be released and they do 12 versions of protest songs, um, you know, from Bob Marley to Leonard Cohen and Frank Zappa. So their first single released is uh, Freedom Highway, which is a song by the Staple Singers. And it was written for the Civil Rights March uh, in Selma or from Selma to Montgomery. So I think the specials listen to the Bebo Day. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So um, Brandy Carlisle plays Soundgarden Classics uh, with the surviving members at the Gorge. Um, she actually performed Black Hole Sun and Searching with My Good Eye Closed. So, and there's actually a video of that. And it's actually, it's actually pretty cool. And then I haven't heard this yet. I know it's on video. Uh, or on video, that's how old we are. It's, I know it's on YouTube, um, but the Wu Tang Clan performed with the Colorado Symphony uh, at Red Rocks, and it was the date was reserved for their Beethoven shit, and they decided to do uh, the Thirty Six Chambers, and it was uh, RZA, Ghostface Killer, Raekwon, Method Man, um, the Jizza. There, and I I'm dying to see it. I haven't seen it yet, but that has to be pretty badass. Apparently, it was a pretty cool performance. Um, and, it, and I mean, what cooler venue than Red Rocks to, to watch that happen? Um, and lastly, police are monitoring death threats to the judge in the Britney uh, Spears case. Apparently, people are so up in arms that this judge hasn't really leaned heavily on, on Britney Spears' request. I know a lot of the uh, I know a lot of things have changed. I know they're allowing uh, somebody else to take over, uh, but um, the threats have been so intense that the police officers or the police department considers it serious threats, and they have to protect this guy now from rabid Britney Spears fans. Have they done any? Have they done any psyche valves on Britney Spears? Because there could be the off chance that maybe she is a little like. Uh, you know, I, and like... I, I, Gilbert or Chad, by any chance, do you guys follow Britney Spears on Instagram? I do. Have you seen her recent <laughs> post? Yes. She doesn't she wear doesn't... clothes anymore. No, no. They're all topless pictures. Give me a second, guys. Really? Uh, yeah, I'll show you. I have to go on my phone. I can't do it here. But yeah, like I was like, okay, this this girl. Uh, this girl's fucking. I mean, we all know what happens to people that grow up in that type of environment. Yeah, it hasn't worked out well for anybody. None. No. So, I don't know if you guys can see this. Hold on. Not really. Hold on. I'll, I'll look it up. I'll, I'll check. Oh, wow. Okay. So, you know, I mean, there could be an off chance that maybe she, she can't manage. But yeah, but her, like she, she does, she's her estate. It. Like, She's done it multiple times. Like all her pictures are like that now. No context. Just the, hey, here's me. The, so here's here's the first one. No guys. I gotta say like Brittany. <laughs> no guys. <laughs> I didn't get a boob job in just a week, nor am I pregnant. 
Uh, I have these boobs in this pic because I devoured food. Before I show you more pics of my body, I want you to understand my thoughts on exposing my skin. And then, like, this is, look how much shit she writes. Did somebody ask for it, or she just volunteered? I, dude, she 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 wrote. Um, this came out on a on a podcast I listened to. She went on on a rant, and it wasn't even a rant. She just like her her tag or not her tags. Her captions on Instagram are multiple paragraphs, and it's. She talked about how she woke up at two in the morning, decided to take a shower and the water was hot or something happened. Her fiance was sleeping and like, it just all this random shit. And you're like, Oh my God, this bitch has lost her mind. But I mean, it's, I, anybody that was a child star, they're damaged. I mean, when your own family treats you, you know, I don't know. Seriously. Oh, I mean, we talked about it in one of the episodes, how much money her dad was making off her. I mean, it, it, it's it's a shame, you know, but yeah, she, she needs help. But at least she's, she's, was she, I guess uh, the day before yesterday, she, uh, she had actually requested that the bank take over and not her father. So that means she's well enough or she's aware enough to know that she can't manage herself. She just wants some liberties of being able to have a family, being able to go out, being able, right. which is, you know what, if her but husband, what, she's not allowed to go out either. Like she's, I, I, when you look, when you follow her, it looks like she's trapped in the house all day long. Wow. Like, I think she went for the first time on vacation a few weeks ago. Like the, the, I, I don't understand the, but again, we don't know. We don't know yeah. internally if she's batshit crazy and they're doing this for her own good or but hashtag free breathing. Chromatics, they broke up after 20 years. I don't, I don't know if you guys oh, ever wow. listened to them. So yeah, man, after 20 years, they last week, they, they actually broke up. They're no longer a band. That was kind of sad for me. And they didn't release an epilogue like Daft Punk? No. <laughs> <laughs> like when the beat bodega breaks up, we got to do an epilogue. All right. That's too much work. We'll just keep it going. I'm not blowing myself up. The, uh, Gil- <laughs> just letting you know man Gilbert, Gilbert you're going to have to be the sacrifice somebody's right. going to have to bite that bullet yeah. right. no, but uh, but yeah uh, Gilbert you got any new music or anything any deaths this week no I do not man I uh, I, I was uh, knee deep in New Orleans yeah we week. just got back and it was it was we listened to so much jazz music okay <laughs> no, that, that, that was such a lie. I, you know what? Everybody, oh, you go there and you listen to music. Man, we didn't go to one place that played jazz either. We lived on the street where all the we we stayed on the street at Frenchman Street. Yeah, that was cool. And the only music we heard was when we were trying to sleep at night. <laughs> you know what I? You know what I forgot to tell you that the one of the cool things that you could do in New Orleans is actually hire a parade to follow you around. That's, that's you, pretty cool. That's what you should have done. But they would have gotten pissed off, man, because I was walking really slow with blisters and all kinds of shit. No, no, but if, on the day on the day that the girls went shopping and yeah. you guys, you should have cool. surprised her by having a parade follow her throughout the quarter. How great would that have been? And and not tell her that it's going to happen. Yeah, but you know what, man? I I think that Bourbon Street is overrated. It, is. it was nothing but reggaeton. 
and just loud. And it was just like, this is the kind of music I'm going to listen. Nothing just, against reggaeton, but that just, shit gets boring, dude. Hey, that's just to let you know that the Puerto Ricans are taking over. Oh, my God. No, you want to know how bad it is? So uh, on, the, on the way back, I guess my Spanish, I have a Puerto Rican accent when I talk. And, and it's that because I learned with, Spanish. You're hanging yeah. out with Jay. You're hanging so, out with Jay so my, my, my Uber driver's like, oh, at Boricua. I'm like, nah, man, I'm Cuban, but, man. But, but, <laughs> yeah, but my friends are. Uh, yeah. But yeah, man, I was, I was surprised. Gilbert, were you not surprised by the music on Bourbon Street? It was just loud and obnoxious. And I guess everybody's competing for business. Exactly. Right? That's the whole thing. And, and it was just, it, it's, it's overwhelming. They don't have three for ones anymore either. That's shocking. <laughs> It was it was a bit overwhelming. Frenchman Street was a bit calmer, but we didn't go. We, I, I honestly, I didn't feel comfortable going into a bar either because every it was packed. Oh yeah, oh. they were like, like elbow to elbow type shit, or is that yeah. the right saying? Elbow shoulder to elbow, to shoulder. Shoulder, shoulder to shoulder. shoulder. That's the one. Other one, elbow to elbow works too. But no, uh, I mean, if you if you know, move, bitch, get out the way, kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Gilbert did find the favorite bar. It, we oh, did. Yeah. That bar was fucking cool. And Carlos, let me tell you the secret to a good hurricane. See, most places like Pat O'Brien's, they use Kool-Aid mix with sugar. What you really want to do is use, what, what kind of juice was it? Passion, Passion fruit. Passion fruit. Passion fruit. Passion fruit. We were delicious. And no hangover. I became a fan of the hurricane. Yeah, it was, yeah because it you're was really good. Because you're not using all the sugar that Kool-Aid has. Holy right. shit, man. And but uh, yeah, I'm actually oddly enough, and where I work, I'm gonna do a passion fruit uh, cocktail. Nice. But uh, yeah, if you if you're really worried about packed and elbow to elbow, you should work with Chad and I, and you'll mm-hmm. find you find out why that, it's getting bad. It's it yeah, it's like bad. it's over. <laughs> we beat it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, yeah. There's there's no COVID and so like, Chad, have you heard the good news about Carlos? Has he told you? Have you shared this with the world? Well, that I'm engaged. Yes. Yeah, Chad knows. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Will we get to we will, will we get to hang out when we go over there? In the in the wedding in I February. Think. Well, no, I mean even before the wedding. Chad lives in Dallas. Oh god damn it! <laughs> oh, I, I thought you guys worked together, man. We do work together. But you don't. You're not in Dallas. No, I'm in San Antonio. Yeah. So how does that happen? We what work. We work for two different basketball teams. Okay. But we work for the same company. Gotcha. But oddly enough, Chad and I, we were in Austin at the same time and didn't even run into each other. Correct. Uh, but th- there was too many people there. I wouldn't have seen you anyway. Yeah, we, it was, we were covered in COVID by the end of the day. <laughs> yes. But so it, uh, you, got, you all have to wear ma- masks, right? Like when, you, when you're working or it doesn't matter? I, so I don't know. I don't know in, um, in American Airlines Center, but the county owns our building. So they went back to a mask mandate. So now we're mandated. To, we're mandated to wear masks. But yeah, we we're supposed to we're supposed to wear them. Um, as far as we had WWE event where there was no mask in anybody there except yeah, the work. Yeah, we had Monday Night Raw. And nothing zero. No, no, you you go to a an MLS game in Austin. Bah. Man, I'm dying to see some live music, and I, I think we got an event coming up in October, but who knows where we'll be at that point. Yeah, well, who knows? We'll all be lizards or zombies, I guess. But, uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I'd rather be a lizard than a zombie, I think. Yeah, because I think I could still think. Yeah, I, don't, I, I wouldn't like that I'm walking and, like, body parts start falling off. 
No, like no, and then you're like, at least if you're a lizard, the tail falls off and it'll grow back. Yeah, and I mean, we could live off of insects, like, they could be our protein. Shit. All right, so, so those are deep Sorry, thoughts by Eric was... Gutierrez. That took okay. a fucking turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> back to but, music. Back to music. So, Chad, do you, yes, do, do you have any new music or anything exciting you've been listening to lately? Uh, no, I mean, aside from the B Bodega podcast. Right, I, I mean, and I'm actually two two episodes behind on that. God damn um, it, Chad. No, not really. I mean, the stuff that I've been I've been listening to Bastards of Soul a lot. Um, what is that? That album. Who's that? Bastards of Soul. Oh, I gotta check them out. Yeah, spinning. That's a that that album came out in uh, 2020, and it's outstanding. It's really I gotta check it out. Yeah, Eric, you're writing this down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I did do something for the first time last week. So I I usually don't listen to music when I ride. And I was telling Gilbert this week, I I finally put music when I rode and I felt so fucking cool. I first started with one playlist and it went to new metal, like kind of Linkin Park, but then I put 70s classic rock and Barracuda came on by heart. And you're on a motorcycle listening and to And I was Holy shit. I might have looked like an idiot, but in my mind, I was so fucking cool, man. Because, ooh, and I'm, oh my God, it, it felt so good. Did you ride? Was that the day that I called you and you were pissed because it started raining? No, no, no. That was, that, no, no. This was just, it was on, I think, uh, Wednesday night. And riding a classic, I felt like Jax Teller, like Sons of Anarchy, some bullshit <laughs> like that. I know I, I, I must have looked like an idiot because my face was all like smiley and shit. I can't look hard, Chad. That's not my thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm always smiling. So, but in my mind, I, I, I was the most intimidating guy on the road. Okay. Yeah. So music, man, it's a, it, 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 I, I applied <laughs> it to something new in my life. You know, so I've always been afraid because I get distracted. You remember how I used to just drift on the highway? Yeah. Changing radio stations because I lose focus. Yeah, crash into trees, yeah. 18 wheels. Anything that doesn't move, <laughs> I hit it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eric has a great a great history with automobiles. Yeah, dude, I've been... No, but you know what? It stopped after, like, 26. Well, the good thing is you stopped before you started driving motorcycles. Yeah. Now I just hit shit on my, in my building. I've hit... What? Oh, my God. I, I've, hit, I've hit the wall... I don't know how I just backing out, <laughs> pulling in. I have like two, the, the bumper on, on, on either end is like pushed in because I hit the wall. I'm like, God damn it. I did it again. <laughs> oh, you. So you just reminded me. So th this happened a few months ago. Um, I'm in the gas station. I'm, I'm talking to Latasha on the phone. And this guy in front of me, he drives with the the car the gas pump still in his car rips it apart the guy looks around to see if anybody's looking pulls it out of his car and then like hides it on the side of the and i'm like i'm looking at him i go are you fucking kidding me like that like you can't walk inside and tell somebody what you did hey man <laughs> and, uh, but it was like this was this guy had to be in his 60s late 50s like he wasn't a young guy you know like i could picture a 20 year old kid freaking out and doing that but he and and the gas station wasn't empty it was popping <laughs> it was like there and he rips this shit apart 
And then, like, when he realizes, he stops, like, debates, should I just keep going? But then he realized that he's dragging it and then pulls it out, looks all over, and I'm staring at him. And he looks at me. And I look at him. And then he pretends he's not looking at me and then, like, tucks it in between, like, the gas pump and the garbage can. You should have gave him the, wow. So he he should have just tried to hang it back up, man. No, and uh, yeah, he didn't even do that. So at least to fake it, oh, it's there, there. So, but what he didn't realize that the, the cashier in the store is looking at him on the phone. <laughs> and then, so I walk in because I had just parked. I was waiting for another car to leave so I can get a gas pump. And then I get off of this, and then the lady just looks at me and she goes, "Did you see this motherfucker?" And I'm like, <laughs> oh, we did see one of the slickest moves I have ever seen in my life. Um, it was, we were about to go on the vampire tour. So it's right in front of that church. I don't know, that famous church. And this guy just walks up to a trash well, can. Let people know that this is in New Orleans. Oh, this was in New Orleans. Yeah, Whips his dick out and starts peeing in the trash can. Do you remember this, Gilbert? I do. And he just stood there like cool as fuck, man. Like nothing's happening, pissing. These two girls come by and he just starts having a conversation as they're walking by like, hey, listen, this is like, oh my God, this guy's pissing right there. <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. Oh, it's just, man. hey man, people, hey, I don't know. You got to do what you got to do, I guess. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. I mean, if, if, <laughs> the worst thing is that shit happens and that's not even the craziest shit happening in the world right now. Like, no. Yeah, but... It is what it is. So, Chad, man, you finally made it on. It was awesome to have you. Now, yeah, you, really now you guys really well, enjoyed it. Yeah, really man. So now, now, uh, now you get now you guys could put a face to the chat. Absolutely, indeed. Yeah. So I, so I, Chad came and and helped us during rodeo. That's how Chad and I met, and then you know we hit it off right from the get go. And then I've been bothering him all year. Uh, he's been he helps us remotely or you know from Dallas but uh definitely our legit solidified recorded a1 since day one the the OG beat bodega fan so this is uh I, I don't know if he's a fan he listens to the show he's a friend of mine so hopefully he's a fan of the show but uh but uh but yeah so uh I did get a hold of Leslie Dean. She's still down to do the show. So Eric, you're still going to have your moment with uh, the lady that beat Freddy Krueger's ass. <laughs> and then um, we got to solidify the date, but we're going to have um, John Fogarty sound guy on our show. Oh, wow. And a guy that writes jingles for Dr. Pepper or wrote a jingle for Dr. Pepper. He'll be with us. I think they'll be together. Gilbert. You got a jingle? This is your moment. Oh, they, oh no, right. he loves Dr. Pepper. No, you like the, 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 Dr. Pepper. The, what is it, the one you like? The cream soda diet, Dr. Pepper? I like them all. And then you're just a Dr. Pepper fan and you live in Florida. You live in the wrong place. I know. Have you tried Dr. Pepper Zero? It's good. It's excellent. It, it's excellent. It's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I'm, I've tried it Actually, all. You know what, what's fun? Well, you got to come to Texas and, and go to. You could still find the like the the real Dr Pepper recipe, right? Like if you go to the Dr Pepper place, oh, I did. Yeah. I tried it at a gas station, and it's, it's fucking delicious. It's good, but I mean, you'll have diabetes immediately. After. <laughs> Is that story true? That it was a guy working at a pharmacy, and he, he like he liked the dude's daughter, and she said that 
that he, well, the dad was like, you'll never amount to anything. And then he was just working formulas like at the soda fountain. Cause it was back, it was different back then, right? They'd have to mix the soda at the bar. And then he named it after her dad to like kind of a slap in the face. Um, have you ever heard that? That's a story I heard. I don't know. If... That's more Dr. Pepper information than I've ever heard. You guys have another drink there too, right? Bubba, Bubba or Bubba wine or something like that. We have, we have wine. cheer wine. Cheer wine, cheer wine. Cheer yeah. Wine. Is that yeah. like Dr. Pepper? No, is... it, it's a cherry. It's cherry soda. It's my kids oh. think it's fantastic. It only comes in glass bottles. But what, what's what's the other one that everybody drinks here in fucking Texas that you got to yeah. do with with barbacoa or whatever the fuck? What what I don't, the red know. one, the red soda that everybody like, uh, Doritos or whatever? No, 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 red, big red, oh, big, big red. red. Yeah, that's that's just garbage. But it is so popular here. <laughs> uh, I gotta, I didn't try that one. I want to try the cheer wine. Cheer wine, that, one. that one's good. Yes. Yeah, but uh, it's. I stick with Sprite. Sprite. We can't go wrong with Sprite. Or if you're having Taco Bell, this is a rule that Eric and I have. Mountain Dew. Mountain, Mountain Dew. Dew. Mountain, Mountain Dew. Dew is fantastic. Yeah, but it, it, if you if you go to if you go to Taco Bell, this is the only time I drink Mountain Dew is if I'm eating Taco Bell. Because that's the only time it makes sense. Like I can't drink a Pepsi with with Taco Bell. It doesn't it, make it. It will make you happy. It doesn't yeah. complete the meal. Yeah, it, there's something <laughs> about Taco Bell and Mountain Dew that works. Like you can't go in there like I can't there's no way I could drink Dr Pepper and have uh, Taco Bell. Dr Be- Pepper makes Burger King. No, what with Whataburger. Oh, I Dr Pepper for me, I associate it with Burger King. Right, cuz you don't have cuz you don't have no. Whataburger. But like Coke, no. Pepsi, no. Mountain Dew with Taco Bell. Sure. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man. This is uh, it's a pleasure to have you, Chad. I'm glad you were on. Uh, so yeah, I'll 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 post whenever I put together a date with Leslie and then uh, John Fogarty's guy. Uh, More importantly, the Dr Pepper guy. More importantly, the doctor. I can't, I'm not, I could be wrong on what he wrote the jingle for, but I know he wrote it. Oh, come on, bro. I'm sure Brady. It'd be cool if we had Justin Guarini as the the little sweet that he does that. Yeah. Little sweet for Dr. Yeah. Pepper. Yeah, yeah. Was he the number two on the first season of. He was the guy Save that fucked was... Paula, uh, Paula Abdul. The guy that fucked Paula Abdul. Wasn't he? Didn't he come behind Kelly Clarkson or something? Right? I, I don't know. He's the dude with the club foot. He does not have a club foot. I don't know. He may. Just, <laughs> you're just making I up thought that was his point. personal story. Yeah. Between uh, the Dr. Pepper story and this yeah, one, I think you're just making up shit at this point. Yeah. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Always yes, a pleasure. Chad. Yes, sir. Thank you, fellas. Thank you. Thank really you, everyone. Chad, it was awesome meeting you, bro. Yeah. Thank you, too. Gilbert Diaz, Eric, Kinetic E. Gutierrez. You gave his last name now. Oh my God, you gave my last name. Uh, um, do you not realize uh, when I put videos, your name comes out on the screen? How could how could it? Because oh, you post this. Oh my God, I gotta wipe this clean. <laughs> oh man, God damn it. Uh, uh, Eric, we're over 50 episodes. Good out thing I misspell it on purpose. It's not really how it's spelled anyone. Right. <laughs> yeah, and Gilbert's the dirty fuck that puts his daughter's name on it. Oh my god. I'm not sure how to change it to be honest with you. Yeah. You just click on that drop down, the little ellipsis. I wonder how many people actually look at that thing and go, what? 
Emma Diaz. Well, yeah, rename. What the hell? Why do they call him Gilbert? Yeah, because Chad just has Chad. Like if he's fucking share. Like <laughs> the Chad. The Chad. Yeah. No, yeah. and 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 Gilbert also has Emma on his wrist just in case he forgets his name. Oh look, now he's Gilbert Diaz again. Yeah. Yeah. Emma, see, and, and and fucking Michael Jackson's monkey written. On yep, him. I got monk, my, Michael Jackson's monk, monkey on there. Bubbles, bubbles. That, that's not true, Chad. And I wonder what Bubbles had seen. Yeah. Uh, was the bubbles monkey? seen some shit? Yeah. Seen some how, shit. About, how about uh, um, Justin Bieber's monkey? Justin Bieber has a monkey too. The one that he left at an airport. <laughs> you don't remember? No, you never heard that. He, no, no he, he abandoned the monkey. You never heard this story? No. <laughs> Oh my Dick move. How do you leave behind a monkey? Man? Yeah, uh, 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 so watch uh, watch the 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 Comedy Central roast. They they bring it up several times, but he abandoned a monkey at an airport in Germany or some shit like that. Wow. I do remember that because of customs, right? Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Justin Bieber's a gangster. Yeah. All right, fellas. All right, we're, all right boys. We're out. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you, I'm out! <laughs>